What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we're going to be talking about rumination, which uh, is commonly associated with both anxiety and OCD. So even if you uh, maybe don't have either of those things, you've maybe experienced rumination at some point in your life because it's pretty common. Yes, for perfectionists too, big time. Oh, which, yes. I don't know anything about that, but <laughs> <laughs> we sure fucking don't. <laughs> As a podcast who hasn't missed an episode in five years, <laughs> definitely don't have a problem with maintaining a perfect image. <laughs> oh, God, we just start oh, crying. We <laughs> like, need this. We need this episode for us. <laughs> we do. This episode is coming out on June 13th, which, hey, guess what that means? It means that I'm recording my special this weekend so all the all you denver helpsters i know that we've got a lot of you delaney's coming to the saturday shows that's when i'm taping the special saturday the 18th there are also shows on thursday and friday so get those tickets kelseycook.com i will also be in oklahoma city two weeks after that and uh indianapolis after that austin so many other dates coming up so go to kelseycook.com and get those tickets Hell yeah. We're so excited. Cam and I will be there. Uh, Cam's friends are coming too to the show. It's going to be a good party. Can't wait. It's going to be a good time. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any announcements. Uh, By the time this comes out, a couple probably new episodes of Eficionado, the minimalist business podcast, my free private podcast that you can find on my website, delaneyfisher.com for um, unconventional entrepreneurs, service providers, contractors, the whole shebang. The recent episodes were all about how to get your um, business more exposure in a very simple strategic way so check that out if you are curious about it um Mm -hmm. should we move on to our quotable kelsey yes let's do it do you want to read it sure 
And our quotable today was submitted by one of our helpsters, Christoph, over at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. If you want to submit quotes that get on the show, head on over. We'd love to have you. This mm -hmm. quote says, everyone has something to say, but not everyone can bear to say it. Your job is to find a way. And this is from the novel Belzhar by Meg Wol Wolitzer. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry if I'm mispronouncing all of the above. I have not heard <laughs> of that. Um, what a great quote, though. What a yeah. great quote. That's a really, really good one. That's so important for, I think, determining what you want to do in life and, and not settling for something that isn't your actual passion. Mm -hmm. It's like, you got to do what, what you're meant to do. Yeah. We're, you know, we're all different. We all have different dreams and stories and we just got to be ourselves. Right, baby? Yes, we do. <laughs> For right, sure. baby doll. <laughs> that was a creepy yes. transition. Anyway, ruminating <laughs> on that shit for a while. Um, <laughs> you can call me baby doll whenever you want. I, my love language is words of affirmation. I love it. Um, you, you call me that as much as you want. I will. I will. Now that I have uh, been granted permission. Mm -hmm. uh, so rumination, everybody. Let's get into it. We're yes. About you know what it is, what causes it who's susceptible to it, how to stop yourself from ruminating. Um, and the definition is, of rumination or ruminating is engaging in a repetitive negative thought process that loops continuously in the mind without end or completion. That source is from the OCD and anxiety center. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yep. This, this yep. pattern, you know, the thought pattern, it can be so distressing, difficult to stop and involves repeating a negative thought or trying to solve an evasive problem. It can look like worrying about a future event, replaying a past scenario, or trying to predict how something will play out. Sometimes it's just turning the same thought in circles without much variation. And because of the act of rumination, you know, it tends to consume a lot of time and emotional energy. It can really have serious consequences on one's mental health health. Um, Kelsey, you want to talk about the causes of rumination? Yes, for sure. So this is from Medical News Today. Um, a specific stressor such as a failed relationship, a recent traumatic event, perfectionism, low self-esteem, an upcoming stressful event such as final exams or a major performance, facing a fear of phobia such as a person with a fear of needles having a blood test, and awaiting information about a potentially life-changing event such as medical test results or a loan approval. Man, um, yeah. <laughs> all of these, uh, for me, the thing that I probably most recently in my life would associate rumination with is um, like PTSD side effects. Yeah. So if you've been through something traumatic, then sometimes one of the side effects is hypervigilance. And it's where you're kind of in a state of high alert all the time you're always trying to protect yourself from getting hurt in that way again. And I think ruminating is a big part of that because you're always replaying things in your mind, trying to be like, okay, let's just make sure that that doesn't happen again. Yes, totally. And I'm, I'm assuming we, this, the human brain does this as a survival mechanism to make sure we don't like put ourselves in danger again and like learn from our mistakes, but it's too fucking much. Okay. We don't need all this shit in there. You know, this is too much outdated mechanism and I want to get rid of it. Um, but yes. I I've noticed that for me, my rumination is always worse 
when I am kind of breaking down like a one-off experience or event. For example, my rumination about like my wedding day versus ruminating over like, you know, when I, when I produced live comedy shows, it's like the difference between trying to optimize that one day that will never happen again, you know, like right. hoping everything goes well, trying to like do all the things, see all the people, take all the pictures versus mm -hmm. like, you know, producing a bi-monthly comedy show. It's like, okay, if something didn't go right, the first, you know, that, that show it's like, oh, we'll fix this. The next show, um, right. you know, we'll, we'll move the chairs away from the bathroom. So whatever. Sure. Um, and so then at some point it becomes a well-oiled machine running this thing. You can't do that with like one-off conversations, instances, interviews, events, all of that. So I know that that for me is really hard because I feel like I can't correct, correct it. Yeah. Where I can correct the other shit. Yeah, that's a really that's a really important distinction too. We we joke a lot about my early anxieties on the show, but a lot of them had to do with ruminating where you know the whole Netflix yeah. email thing where I just ruminated over and over of like, oh my god, like I'm not going to, you know, have something happen now, all this shit because I would just fixate on this particular event and kind of punish myself a lot and that's what we're talking about with perfectionism is that you feel like if you're not perfect then for me a lot of ruminating has to do with punishing myself and just really like beating myself up over and over for something to because I think if I can beat myself up enough for it then I won't make that same mistake again oh totally I especially because for me when I'm ruminating on something at the surface level it feels so trivial it's like why do I give a shit about this stupid little detail. But right. then when I actually like go through the exercises to try to help myself, I uncover that it's so much more deeply rooted than that yeah. like surface detail. And I actually understand what's going on. Right. Um, but I, I noticed that my rumination is also way worse when I'm like visible in front of many people versus like a one-to-one -one interaction or conversation. So like in my head, it's so much easier to like course correct. If like a one, one-to-one -one interaction, like got a little awkward or weird, I can just like reach out to somebody and be like, whatever, say something, yeah. or do something. But if it's like, let's say that you feel like you said something weird or something embarrassing happened in like a group of people yeah. in front of a group of people, maybe, you know, some of them, maybe you don't, maybe you have some contact info, maybe you don't. It's just, yeah. it feels like like way less control over like a strange circumstance totally. and I can't I feel like my mind cannot I can't fix it with a follow-up I just have to sit in this uncomfortability of imperfection and that is really challenging so I think for me um I think that's why like a big reason why I mean I really enjoy being like introverted and and doing a lot of things like more privately now but I think that's a lot of it is like my mental health does not do well when I'm just like all over the place, tons of people everywhere. I'm being seen all the time. It's like, I, my rumination cannot handle that. And I've been struggling with rumination since I was a little kid. Yeah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Um, I feel the exact same way. I don't think social media is helpful for oh, if you struggle with rumination. Yeah. I certainly have more of that anxiety and sort of um, obsessive ruminating thought happen when it's a day that I've like posted a lot on social media. So there's more to keep up with. There's more comments to be exposed to that are potentially going to be hurtful. And I just was at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival last month. And I, I, I don't go hang out in like the comedy scene that often anymore. I'm mostly just on the road doing my shows. So to be at a comedy festival, you are just immersed for days on end in a social setting where you're having so many social interactions with people that are either big industry people or like your fellow comedians. And you're just always like, I think I, at least I put myself under a microscope because you just like, you know, if you're a people pleaser, you want all of your social interactions to be perfect. And if you say something where you're like, oh God, I hope they didn't take that a weird way. Like, I hope they realized I was joking or, you know, like that old story of me with the the industry woman who was like, oh, your hair's so long. And I didn't know if I should take it as like, if I should say thank you. So I just said, oh, magical and touch my hair. Like <laughs> shit like that, where then I would ruminate on that for days and be like, oh my God, she thinks I'm so weird. Why couldn't I just like be normal? Yeah. A lot of ruminating. Yes. Yes. Um, I feel like, oh yeah. I mean, social media, I think that's what really was going on a lot. Cause like mm. even, even the good stuff, like even when I would spend some time on social media and I was like, nice messages and comments there was a pressure to like respond to everybody and respond quickly and respond thoughtfully and it's like even the nice shit was making me obsessive and ruminate oh my god and i'm yes. like oh god, i don't want to miss messages what if i miss something really nice from somebody i i mean i really really struggle with that and i remember like luckily my rumination has gotten a lot better and i think honestly leaving social media has been a huge part of that but I remember like sometimes it would just get so bad. I'd have to go like lay in my bed in the fetal position with like my hand on my head at like, say, just stop. Like I can't get it to stop. Like so yes. bad. I'm like, it, and it's, it's the craziest feeling when you, you just want something to end and you feel like you don't have control over like your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. You saying that it's sometimes worse with positive interactions. It's so funny because yeah, if uh, like last night there were helpsters at my shows here in Florida and it was so great to meet them and they're so sweet. And then if they post pictures online of us afterward, I want to make sure that I'm like giving them enough of my like time and love and gratitude for having come out to the shows and for being helpsters and stuff. And so then it's putting this pressure on myself of like, okay, did I like, I want to make sure that they know how much I appreciate them and but yeah you're right then you're like oh god but then i feel like i let other people slip through the cracks that said nice things on social media it's like yeah. it's whack-a-mole you can never keep up with all of it 
No. Oh my God. Kels, I used to ruminate so bad about, I mean, the podcast for a lot of reasons, like we've talked about like after recording, having anxiety, but I used to like give people shout outs, whether it was like a friend or like I visited a friend or I went to a friend's wedding, or I had a, a client who did something amazing and all this stuff. And then it started becoming like, oh my God, I have to either give no shout outs to anybody oh. or everybody a shout out because I can't feel like I'm favoring some friends over the other and like all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I shouted out so-and-so's birthday, but I didn't shout so-and-so's birthday on the podcast. And I just had to like, stop. I'm like, okay, you know what? If it comes up organically, I'll say it. If not, like, I'm just going to try not to say anything personal about any of my friends or family, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I just like start, I stopped with a lot of client stuff too, because I don't want anybody to think that I'm like valuing one client more than the other, but it just happened to be the week that we recorded and something amazing happened for somebody. And I wanted to share, celebrate that. So I just kind of had to stop, not because I stopped giving a shit, but because like the obsession and the rumination was so bad that right. I just had to like, let it go and do something different, you know, and kind of create like a new rule for myself where I'm like, you know what, just, just don't, just don't have that be a part of, of what you say on the podcast. You obviously can't handle that shit. So like <laughs> fill that stuff with something else, you know, like a recommendation or, you know, right. something else, but God, that used to drive me absolutely nuts. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That fucking makes sense. Um, um. what? <laughs> I'm curious to know, like, what seems to really help you pull yourself out of rumination when you catch yourself, like, in a really bad loop? I try to do a little bit of that exercise that Mike Berbiglia talked about a couple years ago on the podcast of sitting down and really almost, like, following my spiral Yeah. of, like, okay, what is, what is the worst case scenario with this rumination? Like, what if this thing that you're worried about really does happen, then what? Yeah. And like kind of playing that out of my mind and seeing if it's really as bad as I'm worried it is or doing the microbiglia thing of asking yourself, like, what if the opposite of, is true? Mm -hmm. What if this thing that you are afraid that somebody thinks of you, maybe they actually think the opposite and everything's great and you don't have to sit here. Cause like so many times in my life I will have conversations with with friends or, or just anybody in my life where I'm like, hey, like, I just want to make sure that when I said that you didn't take it that way because I was really worried that you would take it. And then like 99% of the time, everybody's like, oh, no, like I, I wouldn't have even thought to have taken it that way. And meanwhile, I've ruminated on it for a week being like, oh, right. I accidentally hurt their feelings and I just feel so bad. And um, I think it's really important to have conversations that you need to, if you feel like you need to air it out, but also be able to self-soothe and like get out of that, that trap. Um, exercise to exercise really does help me just in a chemical way to boost those good, good feeling chemicals in my body and kind of break out of that loop. Oh, thousand percent. Um, yeah. How about for you? My honestly, my top, it's so funny. My top go-to is journaling, which is funny because I'm not a journaler. I don't. Journal oh, funny. Yeah. I, like, very much journal as needed. And it's always when my thoughts have become too much. I have to get this out onto paper and actually like mm -hmm. see it in a different way. Um, and that's with positive and ne negative thought loops. Like I have so many ideas I got to get out of my body and I have like so many negative thought loops that I got to get them out. So like, I literally write everything out oh, the God, this is kind of embarrassing to share my process, but I hopefully oh, like this. help somebody because this is how neurotic I can be. I write everything out, um, that is bothering me. 
And then I write any, any potential pros and cons to that thing. Um, you know, like kind of like, yeah, what's the worst case? What's the best case type of thing, but like, okay, allow yourself to feel shitty about like the, the negative part of this thing that happened, but what are some potential benefits from it? Did you like learn something? Can you do something different? All that stuff. Yeah. And then I write out like specific action steps that I can take to like make myself feel better or kind of remedy the situation in, in that way. So like an example, and this is so, I don't know if I, it's, it sounds so dumb, but this is the most recent example I can give you guys. Um, so maybe this will give you permission to like, you know, allow yourself to, to be okay with the trivial bullshit and then kind of work your way through it. But, um, I used to really beat myself up for thinking it's done, but now, okay. At our wedding, which Kelsey was there, Taylor was there. It was a good time. One of the meal options was pizza. And we had a plant-based, mostly plant-based wedding. And um, I thought when we tasted the pizza and we did our taste test, it was a little bit boring. And I wanted to add that beyond hot Italian sausage to it because I thought it would make it a lot tastier. So I brought a bunch of hot Italian sausage to the venue. I was told they were going to put it on the pizza. It was going to be great. And it fell through the cracks. They didn't put it on. And, you know, but I was able to like get the sausage the next day and whatever. But I realized like days after the wedding that this was like still really bothering me that the the sausage did not really right. (laughs) What is up with this? Like what is actually happening? And so I'm like, really, I I sat in a corner and I like wrote things down about like what the (laughs) fuck was going on. And like, obviously like food is very important to me and I love food. I'm like, it can't just be that though. Like I'm still thinking about this shit and it's been like, you know, almost a week now. And I started to kind of realize um, that a couple of like my values were rooted into this not happening. And number one, um, I realized that because our, our parents were so generous with our wedding, like they helped us like financially tremendously. And a lot of them ordered pizza that night. So for me, I was like, I wanted my parents to have the best possible meal as a part of the, you know, enjoying the experience that like they helped pay for. So number right. one was that number two, it was like, it was a vegan wedding. And I've talked to other vegans about this too, where like, you feel like when it's just mediocre vegan food, people judge it so harshly, like very openly judge vegan food harshly right? And because there's not a lot of experiences to compare it to, you know, it's right. really like not something that everybody does. And so I was like, okay, I realized like the pizza was probably not that good. It would have been better in this situation. Now everybody who got pizza is going to think vegan pizza is gross and sucks and they're never going to try it again. It's like all this pressure. Wow. You're carrying like the weight of the vegan community on your shoulders. Yes. I realized that's what I was doing. Obviously I can't. But this is a super normal thing. If you like, it's a, it's very, it's talked about in like that community a lot is like, it's not your responsibility to like give people the most incredible vegan experience every time you fucking see them. But I, I've noticed that like, if I go out to take somebody to a restaurant or we have it at my food at my house, whatever, it's just because of the reaction of like, you know, if you go to a restaurant and you have like a burger, you'd be like, oh, this wasn't like the best burger I've had. So-and-so's burger is a lot better. Okay, cool. But if somebody has like a vegan burger, they're like, all vegan food is fucking terrible if that burger sucked, right? And so I've, I realized without even truly understanding 
that those two deep-rooted things were happening and it was coming up in the fact that sausage didn't get on the fucking pizza. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you for walking us through that because that's so fascinating. Yeah. And so those are the types of things that I realized. It's like, it's not this little tiny detail that's trivial. It's so much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. What is actually fucking going on and how can I remedy that? So one thing is like, I'm just going to make sure our fa- our parents feel super appreciated for everything that they did, which we've done things along the way, but like, we're already doing some nice things after this and all of that for them. So like, okay, that's going to make me feel like they know how much we appreciated all of it. Right. You know, the, the vegan stuff, I have to let it go. Like, you know, like I, um, I, I think I, it's been a struggle with like that being a, such a huge judgment point from people who just don't care to talk about it in like a respectful way with me. And I'm like, I can't control that. You know what I mean? Like they'll eat vegan food sometimes or they won't. That's like not on me to like give them that experience and having to prioritize like, do we want really great vegan food at the wedding or do we want like a beautiful, you know, um, venue? We went with the venue. You know what I mean? Like we knew it wasn't going to be that great of food for what we were kind of doing. So it's just those little things. Um, but the pros and cons section, the co- the pro was that I had a bunch of sausage that fed me for like a week after my wedding <laughs> and I didn't have to cook and shit. So I was like, okay, you know, that was something. I ate, you know, I ate sausage and vegetables and all that and didn't have to do anything. But yeah, so super, honestly, very uncomfortable for me to share that whole process, but I-, I No, just, it's I, awesome I, that you did. That, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, thank you for doing that. Because it's, we all, but we've all been there where it's like, why is this thing bothering me? This thing seems so trivial and stupid. And then if you do sit down and journal or talk it out in therapy or talk it out with somebody, you're like, oh, that's why, because it's tied to these bigger things. Exactly. Exactly. And even though I'm not vegan anymore, I'm still dairy free. Yeah. And I have all my, I've always had my food allergies and stuff. And you and I both, food is so important to both of us. We, we are so passionate about food. Like when we find really delicious food we want everybody to know about it and to think it's as delicious as we do and then also with it being with you being vegan and and my food that i can eat being limited as well yeah you kind of want the people it's like a shared community thing it's like part of your identity you want the people in your life to feel connected to you you don't want to feel like this weird leper that is separate from everybody I um, recently made dairy-free brownies with somebody and who isn't dairy-free. Yeah. And I felt this kind of pressure. Like when they first took a bite, I was like, what do you think? Like, it's <laughs> you th- like, it's really good. Right. And it's like, this was from like a box. Like I didn't like make this from scratch or anything. Like we went and got a dairy-free brownie mix and like made it with dairy-free butter and shit like that. Yeah. And but like, because like they were choosing to eat those brownies with me because we couldn't bake like the Betty Crocker kind that are full of milk and stuff. Right. We like deferred to my food allergies. Right. And because it's more limited and more specific, you just want other people to also think it's like good too so that you're not punishing other people by them not eating the thing that like they would choose on their own 
And fortunately, like they did really like it, but I know what you mean where there's kind of that pressure of like, oh God, I hope they like this. I hope that they don't think that this sucks ass because right. I'm going to feel bad. Right, exactly. And it's like, dude, you know, it could have been a completely non-vegan wedding except for my meal and people could have still thought the food wasn't great. Like there's right. just no controlling anything. And I, right. I realized that, you know what, what's really important to me, like my husband and I enjoy great vegan food all the time. <laughs> He was so supportive. First of all, it was not, um, it was a mutual decision to have an all vegan wedding. We talked about it and I said, you should have like what you want on the menu. I'll have what I want on the menu. It could be like half and half. And he's like, I like the food. Like I, I'm, I'm cool having it. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. really nice. Like that's a nice supportive thing. And so it's like, there was so much positive from it just with that. But yeah, there's just so much pressure. Um, yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And then there's some like thought exercises that help me. I don't know if you have anything like this, Kels, but then really asking myself like, okay, will this matter in five years? You know, at the end of my life, am I, I going to be happy that I spent 48 hours yes. vegan sausage on the wedding pizza, right? <laughs> like, yep. Um, and just reminding myself like, look, people who are closest to me, my friends, my family, like clients, you know, all that, they know who I am. Um, they care about me. I care about them. Like that's who, that's who's important to me. And it doesn't matter like all those other little kind of trivial opinions and stuff like, you know, our character and our connection is what's most important. And, um, yeah, the, what, what you said about the whole kind of imperfection is like, I think I really have to tell myself that you do not have to be perfect to be loved. You know, you can be imperfect yes. and worthy of love. And I feel like perfectionists really struggle with that. That's like the deep rooted fear that you're not going to be loved or liked if things don't go like mm -hmm. according to plan. Yes. Um, and yeah, everybody makes mistakes. And hey, I survived. I've survived the sausage fiasco. I'm so <laughs> You did. Yeah, and <laughs> that's such a great reminder, that exercise to do the whole, like, is this going to matter in a month? Is this going to matter in a year? Because so many things don't. Yeah. And I was also just talking with somebody about the whole, like, pick your battles thing. Yeah. And I think that's a really common thing to remind yourself when you're in, like, a, a relationship is to pick your battles. But also with rumination, you have to remember to pick your battles with yourself. So good. Like, is this worth battling with myself over for days and weeks on end or is this something that's like you know what let's let's move on from this because this is not worth our time and energy as a as a, an individual so good dude so good and and um the little action step i gave myself about the food stuff is like, look, at some point in the future, I'm going to throw a fucking great house party and I'm going to cater the food that I know is delicious 
And yeah. that will be my replacement food experience. There we go. Rectified, problem I solved. Couldn't, I couldn't use outside catering. So we had to kind of settle for what they, what they had. Oh. So yeah, you know, Jeez Louise, I exhaust myself, guys, sometimes. I mean, I really need these exercises or else I don't think I would get anything done throughout the day. <laughs> well, we have um, we have 10 tips to help you stop ruminating um, for you helpsters that are outside of um, the tips that we just gave. So this is from Healthline. Number one, distract yourself. When you realize you're starting to ruminate, finding a distraction can break your thought cycle. Look around you, quickly choose something else to do and don't give it a second thought. Um, that's another thing from the artist way is like, you know, with alcoholics, it's don't take the first drink with overthinking and ruminating is don't take the first think. So as soon as you can start to feel yourself doing that, try to distract yourself. Love that. Number two, plan to take action. Instead of repeating the same negative thought over and over again, take that thought and make a plan to action to address it. Uh, number three, actually take action. Once you've outlined a plan of action to address ruminating thoughts, take one small step to address the issue. Refer to the plan you've made to solve the problem you've been obsessing over. Just like what you were talking about, Del. You're yeah. going to throw your own party. <laughs> there you right. go. You made a plan. You, you got it. Uh, number four, question your thoughts. Thinking more about how your troubling thought might not be accurate may help you stop ruminating because you realize the thought makes little sense. Mm-hmm. Number five, readjust your life's goals. Perfectionism and unrealistic goal setting can lead to rumination. If you set goals, oh God, this is just like hitting me right in the gut right now. Yeah. If you set goals that are unrealistic, you may start to focus on why and how you haven't reached a goal or what you should have done to reach it. Oh God. <laughs> oh, the source of my burnout. Just feeling like I need to be doing so many things every day. And it's like, maybe I just need to readjust right. what is realistic. But um, do you want to read the rest of the five? Yeah, you know, and uh, work on enhancing your self-esteem. Many people who ruminate report difficulties with self-esteem. In fact, lack of self-esteem can be associated with increased rumination. Try meditation. Meditating can reduce rumination because it involves clearing your mind to arrive at an emotionally calm state. Understand your triggers. Each time you find yourself ruminating, make a mental note of the situation you're in. Oh, I love this one. So good. This includes where you are, what time of day it is, who's around you, if anyone, and what you've been doing that day. I realized yeah. social media was a huge trigger for me. Um, yeah. Talk to a friend. Ruminating thoughts can make you feel isolated. Talking about your thoughts with a friend who can offer an outside perspective may help break the cycle. Just talk to me, Kelsey. Help big time today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at Try Therapy, if your ruminating thoughts are taking over your life, you may want to consider therapy. A therapist can help you identify why you're ruminating and how to address the problems at their core. Yeah. They're all, all so good. All so good. And we're going to do an episode soon on anxiety, which is anxiety associated with hangovers. And I know for me, that's something where I can feel ruminating, rumination kind of kicking up. And that's when I have to stop and be like, you're hungover. Like yes. you didn't sleep well. You're probably hungry. You're not, like, this is where this is coming from. You need to like take care of yourself. There's like a chemical reaction happening in your body as to why you're so anxious. Mm -hmm. um, we also have a personalized shout out this episode. Um, if you want to head over to patreon.com and submit fun shout outs uh, for the show. We'd love yeah, to have you. I love when you guys do these. So patreon.com slash self helpless. Go yes. sign up. 
Yes, this is from Helpster Katie. It reads, I'd love to recommend Yoga with Adrian. Adrian is a yoga teacher on YouTube and her teaching style is so kind and inclusive. She has hundreds of videos so you can find a yoga practice for anything. She has videos focusing different parts of the body, different moods, different vocations, and they are links from uh, five minutes to an hour. Practicing yoga with Adrian is so helpful for me personally, both physically and mentally. And she has a huge community of people that practice to her videos. Um, if I'm feeling stiff or sad or stuck, doing a yoga with Adrian video always makes me feel better. Love Katie. Katie, I love this. I did yoga with Adrian years ago. I, I loved a lot of her videos. Wow. Um, That's that? so funny. I just like yesterday was talking with somebody about how much I need to give yoga a try, like yeah. not hot yoga, but just actual yoga. And um, thank you so much, Katie. I genuinely, because I've kind of been like, I don't know where to start. Thank you so much because this is where I'm going to start now. I'm going to go look that up. And Kira Lachey is so great for uh, videos too. Like all those. I love Kira Lachey. So yeah. so good. But yeah, I found I found them a few years ago, and they were so helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Um, we also have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from Brittany Greeny. It says, "My favorite new podcast. I finally started listening to this podcast, and I've fallen in love with it. The girls are so relatable and talk about subjects that I felt like I've needed in my life. Thank you for being fantastic and fun. Oh, thank you." Oh, very sweet. So nice to hear, especially after a rumination episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, please go leave us an iTunes review and uh, it's a chance it will be read on the show. Um, you want to do a quick segment still and then wrap up? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll just make it real quick. Maybe I'll get into it on a later, later episode, but we had our wedding celebration, our wedding. It was so much fun. I mean, so many like just things that like, where a dream come true. Um, yeah. I think I've mentioned on this before, like it was always a dream of mine to have a roast at my wedding and Kelsey, Taylor and Kane roasted us. It was like one of yeah. my favorite parts of the night. It was the best. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just so nice. Like I walked, you know, walked down, walked back down the aisle to Nacia's D. Everybody walked down out of the danger zone. We just like made things very us, you know? And, yeah. Um, my my bouquet of flowers was yellow roses for my stepdad, the like yellow rose of Texas. He's from Texas. So I just try to incorporate all of my, Aww. you know, loved ones in some way. And um, yeah, it was just a it was just a great time. We had a fucking magician at the wedding who killed it. Um, oh yeah, I, I'll 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 get into it more more in detail, but it was just such a great day. And I wish I could just relive it over and over and just like, you know spend different pockets of time in different areas so I could like yeah. myself at my wedding. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah we should do like a full like wedding like recap like when we're doing a shorter episode maybe or an episode that's a shorter topic then we can do like a longer wedding totally. recap for you. Totally yeah and I'll, I'll give you all the hot deets but it was a, a great day we really really enjoyed it. What about you? Yeah Kim? it was so beautiful. Oh, thank thank you, you again for having me be part of it. Of course. So. Um, my, my segment is that, um, the, the series finale of Ozark came oh. out recently and mm -hmm. it just was so good. That's been one of my favorite shows for years and years now. So <clears throat> there's a lot of pressure when a series ends for, <clears throat> excuse me, for it to end the way that feels good and conclusive and, yeah. oh, it was just fantastic. So what I loved it. Show, dude. Such a good yeah. show. Yay. Yeah. Yeah.
Uh, all right, guys. Plugs. Want to plug your tour dates and all that? Or your tour yeah. Dates? So remember, I'm, I'm shooting my special this weekend and have so many tour dates coming up after that. So KelseyCook.com for tickets. Yes. And you can head over to DelaneyFisher.com for eFishionado, the minimalist business podcast. Uh, free private podcast, not available publicly. You can get it at my website, though, DelaneyFisher.com. Yay. All right. Yay. Love you guys. Love you guys. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 